Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. She must have been desperate. She wrote a letter to Dear Abby years ago in which she said, Dear Abby, I am 44 years of age. I would like to meet a man my own age with no bad habits. She signed her name Rose. Abby replied, Dear Rose, so would I. Perfect people are not easy to come by. At some level, each of us knows that perfection eludes us. When we least expect it, a fault, a weakness, an attitude confronts us. We had once thought, I'll never do that again. Only discover, here we go again. We all need to be restored. People from every tribe, every kindred, every race, tongue, and nation know the language of the fallen. We all fall short of perfection time and again. We sometimes get the idea that God only uses strong people. But listen to this. Moses stuttered. John Mark grew homesick. Timothy apparently had ulcers. Hosea had an unfaithful spouse. Amos had a limited education. Jacob had a problem just simply telling the truth. Abraham and Sarah were too old. Simon Peter, too impulsive. John had a temper. Jonah ran. Noah drank. Martha worried. Elijah grew depressed. And Paul murdered. Look at who God used. It's a gallery of the fallen. It's an army of misfits. And yet God used each of them. Life is difficult for each and every one of us. Paul knew that. He described his afflictions, his adversaries, his inner turmoil. He said, I'm weak. We have no shell like a crustacean. We were not designed with an exoskeleton. We're not sheathed in cartilage or calcified crust. We have no armor all around us. We bruise, we bleed. That's how God made us, vulnerable, easily hurt, easily let down and offended. Mark us fragile. Stamp it upon each of us, handle with care. For those times, we don't simply seek justification. We need restoration. Our prayer is, God, restore us. Fix whatever is wrong in our lives. Make us over again. Make us new. I was in my daily Bible reading a while back, and I came across this question in Acts 1.6. Lord, will you at this time restore? And that's where my mind stopped and my heart took over because I know there is a time, a season of restoration. And all of this week, we're going to be discussing restoration. Jeremiah 30, verse 17, God answers that very question. Will you at this time restore? And the Lord speaks through Jeremiah, I will restore. What a powerful promise that is. God restores. There's a difference in repairing and restoring. Repair means to make it work again. Restore means to make it like brand new. That's our God. He doesn't just repair He restores. He restored Jacob to the promised land. 
he restored Moses after he had failed in his first attempt to deliver Egypt. He brings his children back home out of bondage. He restores them to their homeland. He restored Hezekiah's health to him. He promised that in the last days, I will restore David's tabernacle, which had fallen down, and he did. Just preceding the promised outpouring of the Holy Spirit, listen to what God said through the prophet Joel. So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten. God restores. What a message of hope that is for you and me today. There is a season for that restoration. And I believe this is the day and this is the hour. We need to recognize the opportunity to start over, to begin again. I want to use Simon Peter as an illustration today. Jesus told Simon Peter that he would deny him. He told Simon Peter that he was praying for him. And even though this apostle in the making denied Jesus, he was given a promise, go into Galilee, and there the Lord will meet with you. And the season of restoration came. As Jesus stood on the seashore and said, cast your net on the other side, and that great catch of fish came, Simon knew Jesus had come to Galilee just for him, and he dove into the water and swam to Jesus. There comes a moment, there comes a beautiful moment when God chooses to restore. At that time, you and I must step out in faith and receive the restoration. It's the moment Elijah will exit the cave and say, here am I, God. It's the moment Moses steps aside to see the burning bush. It's when a woman caught in the act of adultery hears her accusers begin to leave and says there are no accusers any longer. It is a moment. It is a season. It is a time that God uses to restore. God said through Amos that even though the enemy may maul you, devour you, just as a shepherd will fight the lion and will restore what he can of the sheep. God is going to fight the enemy for your sake, and he is going to take the remnant, what's left over, and he can start again with that. Restoration, you see, it comes from the restorer himself. All he had was five loaves and two fishes in his hands. That's all he needed. Jesus blessed and multiplied it to feed a host of people. But I love the story when the miracle meal was over. Jesus told his disciples in John 6, 12, you need to gather up the fragments that remain so that nothing is lost. Isn't that beautiful? Doesn't that just echo not only across the Galilean hillside, but in your heart today? Gather up the fragments that remain so nothing is lost. You and I should just gather up the fragments, pick up the pieces of what we have in our lives and put it in the hands of the master. He is gathering the fragments of your broken dreams, of your crushed hopes. He is gathering the fragments of your self-respect and your dignity so that nothing is lost. Those fragments were important to the Lord 
2,000 years ago, and they are still important today. For from a fragment, God can recreate the whole. With just a single strand of the DNA of a crushed dream, God can restore a broken world. You remember the favorite story of a man who came home from work weary one evening. It had been a hard day, and he was exhausted. He just wanted to get in his recliner, collapse for a few moments. But his four-year-old son met him at the door with the energy and enthusiasm of a tigger on steroids. The father just didn't feel the strength to tussle and play. But he noticed the morning newspaper beside the chair. There had been a recent moon mission, and there was a lovely photo of Earth at a distance taken from the moon's surface. And with a flash of inspiration, he tore the large photo from the newspaper. He tore it into a number of pieces, handed the pieces to his son, gave him a roll of scotch tape and said, listen, put the picture back together again. And when you finish it, we'll play. The boy scampered away to fulfill his mission and the father settled down peacefully for a nap in his recliner. But it was only a few moments later, it seemed, his boy came bounding back into the den, holding the photo put back together, and the father's curiosity was piqued. He knew his son was brilliant, but how did he restore the photo of the earth so perfectly? He said, son, how did you do this? The boy said, dad, it was easy. You see, on the back of the photo of the earth is a photo of a man. And I found out that if you put the man together, the whole world comes into place. When your world is crushed, what all the king's horses can't do, the king can. He picks up the pieces. He puts a world back together. It was through Amos, God presents himself as the one who refuses to let go. He won't give up. The one who won't walk out on us. The one whose love is steadfast and sure. The heart of a shepherd that's moved when a wandering sheep gets a tag. He doesn't say, oh, it serves them right. They should never have left the flock. Told them this was going to happen. Good enough for them. No, he's the one who grabs a hold and refuses to let go. He says of Israel in Amos 9.15, I will plant them in their land and no longer shall they be pulled up. From the land I have given them, says the Lord your God, I will take what's left. I will replant them. I will start over. So get this straight. Simon Peter denied Jesus not once, but three times. But 50 days later, he's standing up for Jesus and preaches on the first birthday of the church. Why? Because we serve the Lord of fragments, the one who picks up pieces and starts over. Is that the only time such a thing happened? No. Samson failed God. He was blinded, reduced to grinding at a mill like an ox, mocked and scorned. But there came a day that he lifted sightless eyes to heaven and cried out to the Lord. And God heard him and answered his prayer. Why? We serve the Lord of fragments. He picks up pieces. He salvages. He renews. He redeems. He restores. He takes a woman so ravaged by the enemy, possessed with seven spirits, and transforms her into a trophy of grace. He starts with what's left. Your opportunity is coming. 
It did for Simon Peter. It did for Samson. It did for Mary Magdalene. God is opening up a season of restoration for you. That season for Simon Peter opened at the shore of the Sea of Galilee. Simon, do you love me? Jesus asked that question three times of his future chief apostle, one for each time the man had denied him. Simon Peter admitted that he loved the Lord, but his love could not match the level of God's love. And after each affirmation, Jesus said, feed my sheep. In other words, I have work for you to do. It's time to start over. It's time to begin again. I wish I could say in life there was no pain, no brokenness, no regrets. But I believe that Simon Peter never forgot how he failed God and it kept him humble before God. And then the words, feed my sheep. David said of the chief shepherd in the 23rd Psalm, you restore my soul. Maybe this is your season of restoration when God will give you back double for your trouble and will return to you the years taken from you that he wants to put you together again. He wants to take you to the land of beginning again where all your mistakes and all your heartaches can be dropped like a shabby old coat at the door and never be put on again. Why not just declare that? This is my season of restoration. The question is asked in Acts, will you restore? And Jeremiah, God says, I will restore. Take that as your promise. This is my season of restoration. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. Blessed 90 Days to Change Your World is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.